FM Shades, and you're listening to Girls We Know. On Family FM, recording inside Canal Street Radio. We have the lovely Giselle here. Yes. Hey. <laughs> All the way from California visiting us. Hey. LA. <laughs> well, kind of bi-coastal now. Yes. Okay, so Giselle, um, we've known you for just a little while between Envision Fest, mm-hmm. um, but why don't you introduce um, yourself to everyone and so everyone can get to know you? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Giselle. <laughs> and I'm the executive director for Envision Fest so that combines a little bit of operational duties getting the team together making sure everybody's all you know speaking the same language all organized and everything and then brand partnerships yeah, yeah. she's the main gal yeah. one of the go to and then some yeah, you running know? Around. yeah exactly I put yeah. on many hats yeah. I think we all do yeah right yeah. Uh, seriously it was a great show okay yeah. so aside from Envision Fest um, we definitely want to get to know your background and your mm-hmm. history and what led you to get into um, working with Sharifa and working in this you know amazing platform that inspires so many young girls and not just just girls but like you know people in general but like why don't Absolutely. you share to us like your background behind that. <laughs> a lot. Start from the start from like day one <laughs> day one oh geez yeah that's gonna go back far I feel like it's gonna be really long um, <laughs> but okay so I started actually in banking so my first job out of high school was banking um, which was great experience because and you know, I'm going to go on a tangent a little bit. I think there is like a huge need for financial literacy for, you know, um, girls out of high school. I mean, even before high school, you know, I don't think our parents nor schools teach us enough about financial literacy. So I learned a lot about that um, after high school, being at a bank, um, doing different, you know, I was at a call center, but like, you know, we did anywhere from like customer service checkings and credit cards. I learned, you know, the gamut. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after a point, um, you know, the, I went uh, I was in mortgage and then that market had crashed and I had the opportunity really to kind of just like shift and change careers at a really young age so I was like okay I could either do this um, or I could move into something different and there was always something pulling at my heart to just do something different yeah um, you know I when I was young I, I wanted to move to New York I wanted to have that like corner office space but like you know in real life it was like you never got to go outside and I've always yeah. thought that like you know I was the type of person to just be a little bit more social mm-hmm. and just want to be like more creative and it, it didn't really you know as much as I've learned in banking like I it, it my creativity didn't really flourish there so um, you know I had the opportunity to kind of like start over um, and it was crazy because I was at a point in my career that you know I had good pay um, I was you know at a pretty high level and I I went from that and started interning because I really didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay, so I want to be in fashion. I really yeah. like fashion, but I don't know what. Yeah. Um, so I had started interning. I started out with public relations, started okay. doing that at a PR boutique in West Hollywood. I also was an assistant for um, some PR lady that, you know, was really well connected. I was a horrible assistant, by the way. That's just, <laughs> I know what, like, I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Um, yeah. So, and then I actually had, um, I, I, I got a chance to go to Magic. Um, okay. And that was really interesting. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I don't exactly know what they do. But 
I like this because yeah. I knew I couldn't design. Like I wanted to be in fashion, but I I can't draw. I could barely draw stick figures. So <laughs> that was um, me. Yeah, I was like, I want to do something in fashion, but I can't design. What do you do when you you know you can't yeah. design? Could I still be in fashion? I don't know. Um, so that was interesting. So I, I I went to Magic for the first time with my cousin, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. All mm. these like brands this is what I want to do. How do I get into here? And I really didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I believe that the universe has a way of like just making things happen so I was in class one day and there's a new girl had come into my class and she was a recruiter and she was like hey what do you want to do and I was like I actually um, you know want to be in fashion somehow actually I went back to school so to kind of backtrack I went back to school to do fashion marketing and management um, so it was a it was a business major in fashion okay um, so that's kind of how I did that because you know at the time I really didn't know what I could get into within fashion so I had met this recruiter and she was like actually we um, I recruit or my company recruits for this company called magic and I was like what <laughs> um, and yeah so she got me an interview I got into magic kind of like started off like really just learning you know just a coordinator and then I started mm-hmm. to um, you know just like move up or whatever and then um, I met Sharifa just briefly at a dinner when I was um, when I was there so that was interesting and then after that um, you know spent some time there and then um, got an opportunity to work at BeautyCon um, which was great and you know learned a lot there Um, and then you know just kind of had my time there and you know wanted to really just do something different Um, it was fun I learned a lot um, but I really wanted something that catered to like mentorship a little bit more um that was something that i was really passionate about i volunteer um for this competition that um uh, lends itself to high school and college students that um that wants to be in fashion marketing business entrepreneurs etc and i judge competitions and you know that was really what i was more so really passionate about so i wanted something that you know really was a little bit more hands-on and helping um young women or whatever and i had linked up with um, Sharifa and a mutual friend of ours had actually connect, reconnected us, I guess. Nice. And yeah, she was like, hey, I'm doing this thing called Envision. And, you know, she had started the Brooklyn Intern. And yeah. it was just, you know, it was it, it was real, really weird how the universe works. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now I'm here. Wow. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, and like, again, when I had, um, you know, left my previous job, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go on vacation and, you know, just kind of like out. figure it out you know I just want nervous like just leaving um I wasn't really nervous you know I just know that I wanted to do something different and it and it's not like it wasn't from a place of nervousness it was just really like what's you know like curiosity yeah Yeah. curiosity right and then like how does it all like you know you always wonder like because it's unknown you're like I wonder how things are going to come to me or like what do I need to do next you know but I was also in a place where I didn't want to think that much I just <laughs> needed a break. Yeah, I'm like, eh, I think I'm like, gonna just go on vacation, <laughs> yeah. and, like, relax for a second. Like, um, come, will come. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, fate had its way, and you know, I think that's the best, right? When yeah. you worry about things, and you know, you kind of like stress yourself out for like no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I just 
kind of prayed about it and was like, okay, well, let, let's see what comes. And yeah, and <laughs> we connected and, and yeah, now I'm here. So yeah. it's really interesting because it, it really um, puts together and integrates all the things that I want to do. Um, you know, fashion, you know, even beauty, marketing, sales, and also um, what's that called? Mentorship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. I think that's such a great like mindset to kind of have. Yeah. And to like kind of take those you know like leaps of faith yeah. and just kind of like let the universe like take over and yeah. you know have that mindset of like you know what what's meant to be will be yeah. and what happens is gonna happen. Totally. It's hard though. I know. I think that was probably one of the first times I let myself do that because yeah. usually I'm a control freak and I'm like what's gonna happen with my future and what's <laughs> right. gonna happen next and I want to predict things yeah. and prevent things or whatever like, but you don't have this plan right exactly like, you're trying to like live by this like made up like imaginary plan uh-huh. that by this age I'm going to do this yeah I'm going to do that and oh I'm going to be making so and so and I will be here oh yeah and then like I don't know where you come to realize you're like I don't want any of that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm the five-year plan girl and then you know I mean I think with my experiences and everything and just like life in general I've realized like no matter how much you plan there's always going to be like a wrench and not and and it's not necessarily bad Mm -hmm. I think it's just understanding that you know there's always going to be a curveball and yeah. life isn't really meant to be planned. Yeah. You know, that's not what makes it fun. There's, there's a certain, you know, I think you, you can plan, but you know, you can't be so um, rigid. Right. Cause it's going to take you on an adventure. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like we talk about that all the time. Like we're not where we said we were going to be mm-hmm. when we were younger. And then it's oh, like, completely. you obsess over it. And it's oh. like, why, why am I not there? Why, why, yeah. like why? And it's like, you probably weren't meant to be there at this point in your life. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, my life in my head was completely different. <laughs> yes. I never would have thought that I'd be going back and forth to New York, um, you know, being like bi-coastal or yeah. even be, I never even thought of this industry. But I think that's like the great part about it, right? right. Like if I would have planned, if it would have been my plans, it would have been different. But I think this is so much better, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I think that's, that's the part that gives me ease that every time that I plan something, you know, like it's nice, but the things, usually the things that I don't plan and the things that are unexpected are usually the, the things that are a lot better for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that take me by surprise. I'm like, oh, I actually really like this thing. Yeah. You know? So. Thanks, universe. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. <laughs> so what is this like by coastal life for you? Like, how do you, how do you manage that? Because like the yeah. time difference and, you know, yeah. New York is always like on the go, on the go. Yeah. So like, how do you like manage being back and forth between LA and New York? Sometimes I feel like I'm living a double life yeah (laughs) well I mean in a way that like it's so very very different and you know we compare it even I compare right but there's no comparison LA is LA New York is New York and I love them both I've learned to love them both the same there is the hustle and bustle of like New York that you really just don't get anywhere else and there's that raw grit Mm -hmm. you know that you really don't get anywhere else I think despite the fact that well, it just depends because in New York, you're, there's so many people, but it's it's such in a condensed space that like I feel, and some people 
feel different that you know you connect more you see more people out and maybe you guys don't talk to each other or what but yeah. I still feel in some way a little bit more connected than LA because we're so far apart we're in our cars yeah. I don't want to be bothered you know what I mean and yeah. sometimes I can feel that way in New York where it's like oh everybody's in my space right like you're on the train exactly. you're walking down the street like and it's like, it's you can even crowded. Like, it's so weird because in New York, I mean, I don't know how it is in LA, but in New York, I could literally walk down the street and see somebody that I follow on Instagram. Completely. Yeah. But I actually I'm had that be, experience. I'm like, like, oh my I'm God, like, I follow that girl. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be like, hey, I follow you. Yeah, but, exactly. And look crazy. Yeah, but sometimes I mean, I'll do it. Depends on who it is. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, actually me the other day. I was like, oh my God, I think that's so and so's boyfriend. Because, <laughs> like, you just you see them, yes. like, for like, people that you follow, so yeah. you just, like, start to remember and, like, connect yeah. faces. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're like, out and about. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, they don't know you. So it's like, what am I going to say? Yeah. Well, and also, too, it's easier, I think, networking. You know, like, I've, I've, gotten to know more people out here than maybe the time that I've been in LA because everybody's just out so like you could be yeah. driving and because it's like walking culture mm-hmm. you know like you'll be walking down the street and be like oh hey hey yeah. hey where it's like in LA you know if you live you know on a certain freeway you're like yeah I don't go on that freeway uh, <laughs> you know what I mean okay. so everybody's so far apart and it's like a little bit harder to connect and yeah. here you know you can see people just just walking absolutely um, so that's on like the street to happy hour or exactly. to a dinner and then you meet up with friends or you see someone there that you know. Yep. And, and you can go to like easy. four or five different places in one night. Forget about that in LA. Right. We were just talking about that. Like in LA, you go to one party and that's it. Like, yeah. I'm not meeting you at the next party because there's traffic. And even then, going to, going to one party or going to one gathering, it's like it has to be at a certain time where traffic, <laughs> you know, it's all about traffic. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, that's always something. Yeah, that traffic is yeah. no joke there. Yeah. I mean, like even me, like LA people are guilty for being like flaky. <laughs> and I... I it really is because of the traffic. I know yeah. that discourages me from going out. And I'm like, oh, I got to sit like an hour just to get there by this time, you know. So uh-huh. that's, you know, here it's a little bit easier because yeah. despite like the traffic on like the main streets, you can hop on the train and, you know, right. I just realized yeah. <laughs> and get there a lot <laughs> quicker, <laughs> you know. Get an Uber. Yeah. Get a car ride. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. New York also has, I want to say I feel like more of like a creative space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they cater more to creatives in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like versus like LA or really anywhere. Yeah, yeah, LA is definitely a lot more film, Mm -hmm, you know. So like actors and you know producers and stuff, and that's a good vibe. Techie, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think you have to. The the hard thing in LA is you have to find it. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to like really go out of your way to find it because again, there's that connectivity. It it just takes a little bit more effort because we're so far apart. Here, you can kind of get those vibes anywhere. You know, and and you're always walking and you can see somebody doing some dope shit. Sorry. Right. Oh, no, you can curse. Stuff. Yeah. Um, you can curse. Okay. Um, yeah, Unless like anywhere. Yeah, so you can see, you know, and connect with people doing some dope stuff or like friends you can always connect with just like, you know, just going around and, and going to someone else's like gathering or party yeah. or whatever. It's just a lot closer because yeah, you guys absolutely. are, you know, in, in such like a smaller space and yeah. closer together. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely. Do you feel like there's like more, um, like community in New York than LA, or is it just that it's very different, like the type different. of community? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like there's this, you know, there's definitely communities in LA, mm-hmm. but again, I think it's just you have to look for them. It's, yeah. a, I feel like it's a little bit easier here in New York, being 
again in in such um you know a closer space in la you definitely have to have to look and go out of your way to kind of find where they are or know you know this area is where you know all the like creatives are or whatever you have to be a lot more um intentional and and really search for it that's true so it's a little bit harder but you know like once you find that like community or group and of course it also has to be authentic because there's a lot of like weird stuff yeah (laughs) um yeah once you find it i think it's good the community there community there is really great yeah Yeah. and you lived in la all your life so i was born in the philippines and i my family actually migrated here when i was four so pretty much all my life but yeah yeah, i lived and then we actually lived in long beach and then from long beach i like moved into or went to the inland empire Mm -hmm. which is like timbuktu (laughs) and i thought i really liked it (laughs) at that point in my life but then i realized i was like oh my god i need to be in the mix Mm -hmm. so um yeah and then moved to like la well, it's not LA proper, but like the outskirts of LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's nice. I don't like to be because of what we do with like all the gatherings and networking and just being out there so much from like always interacting with people. I like to be in the suburbs. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, quiet. like yes, yeah, yes, like, yes, because have like, some type of like home, like, a, yes. like a more of a homey, relaxed space. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, you get so much of it in your daily life. You want to i want to i like being able Take to breather step. yes yeah. being able to step away Absolutely. like i'm naturally an introvert yeah you Me know <laughs> so i have to force myself i mean now it's gang like gang. yeah right. i know yeah, yeah literally <laughs> introvert gang exactly i mean i didn't start I, I didn't start really like speaking up or like raising my hand i used to have to be forced to raise my oh, hand in class too. or like sit in the front i used to, like, to sit in the back or yeah. whatever i was that kid i'm and a corner then, girl yeah <laughs> well and then like a mentor of mine when i was in baking she like really forced me to like speak up and do these things and so and you know it was i was very very uncomfortable but i right. i learned and yeah. i guess that she was like you know how you get over your fear and i'm like how she's like you just do it and i was like right. oh, okay <laughs> it's true though yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So now, like, I'm I'm able to do it because you know I've practiced so much. But mm-hmm. yeah, naturally, I just like want to be in my bed and yeah. listen to sad songs. Nineties crying. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. I think also maybe like as kids or even like as you know you know as us like because I'm immigrated to this country too mm-hmm. like and as you know being a product of like not product but like a you know person of like families that immigrated to this country mm-hmm. you your parents always teach you or want you to be like you know always say yes always say yes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not really speak up because mm-hmm. you know it's you want to keep that job yep. you want to you want people to like you you yep. want people to know like you respect them mm-hmm. so I can definitely relate well I think it's like fitting in right mm-hmm. I think my mom was so self-conscious about me not fitting in because when I came here English is my second language yeah. so coming here it was just like like she was very hard on me in learning how to, you know, in making sure I knew the language and I spoke it well to where like I didn't have an accent and it was like all about fitting in so that I didn't, you know, I, I didn't look like an immigrant. Right. You know what I mean? So that was like, that was big. That was yeah. really big um, for, for my parents because it was just like, you know, in order to be successful and in order to, you know, not be made fun of, you have to make sure like you know how to speak 
proper English without yeah. an accent or, you know, just mm-hmm. like act American. And you almost have to like um, lose a part of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was it was I mean, I think my grandmother, um, God rest her soul, but she was very adamant about me learning my language. So, well, also because she didn't know how to speak a lick of English, <laughs> but, you know, me and my cousin, whenever we would go to my grandmother's house, she's like, you don't speak English in my house. You learn how to speak your native tongue. You know, you'd be proud of who you are. Absolutely. You know, so at that, you know, and back then I was like, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of who I am. I want to be American. Yeah. yeah. You know, not even really knowing what American, what right. is American? You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. And, you know, growing up, you learn to appreciate that and you really understand back then, you know, why, why like my mother really like, pressed on me like why I had to learn and make sure I I fit in but at the same time you know still got the um what is that called um me being proud of my culture from my my grandmother and like remembering who you are like you know at the end of the day she used to be like you were not American (laughs) look at your skin look at your nose like you're not American you better be proud of who you are absolutely you know she she was really really adamant about that Mm -hmm. shout out to grandma okay grandma (laughs) (laughs) love her strict and all yes (laughs) we know that yeah and I definitely think that's so important and I I agree that it's something that she learned to love Mm-hmm. As you get older, because when you're a kid, you're like, you want to fit in. So I want, yeah, like yes. I'm like, I don't want any parts of this. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to deal with this right now. Yeah, I just want to be. You, it's almost like you tell yourself, like I want to be normal. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's like, what's normal? Yeah. Well, I I think too there is a cultural shift that's going on that's really dope in where girls and like the messaging is to be proud of who you are because growing up we didn't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what American was in the magazines and we all know right yeah. you gotta be like light skin mm-hmm. like um what is it called uh very straight nose or whatever and yeah. like yeah like even like features, yeah. features yeah. right and it and it kind of i mean even myself growing up i was really like self-conscious or like you know like my eyes or you know what i mean i don't look like this person that i'm seeing you know mm-hmm. in the magazine or whatever yeah. and you get self-conscious and then you know that like plays with your like your self-esteem a little bit so seeing that now and that messaging you know it's not as much as we'd like Mm -hmm. you know it's just coming out but like it's great that this next generation can have that and there is more of a shift to be able to say like hey like whatever you are it's beautiful like culture is beautiful you know because in the past I'd be like I don't know if you want to come to my house um my parents cook like weird food and um you know what I mean it smells funny yeah right yeah (laughs) you know and I used to be ashamed like don't mind the smell yeah I used to be ashamed of that and now I'm just like you know what yeah (laughs) I'm very proud yeah and it it took a while it took a while but you know I'm glad that you know it, that definitely takes like some growing up to do but of course again it's it's what's put out there in the media you know and, right. and again um i think my grandmother was like a great influence yeah to remind me of those things yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree i definitely think it's something that's really important um for young girls so i'm like we and lit tv talk about it all the time like mm-hmm. that was just not a thing that's not for that. us like growing mm-hmm. up like you didn't you didn't see that mm-hmm. or anybody that looked like any of us mm-hmm. right like messaging on everything from yeah. like fashion to beauty everywhere was mm-hmm. just all very like movies and like for me it was like soap operas like uh-huh. growing up and watching them with my mom like yeah I never saw anyone there was only two act- like Mexican actresses that were dark like of darker skin mm-hmm. and by darker skin I mean like tan yeah <laughs> like, right, you know? right 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 you know? yeah yeah Same. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely, I agree. And I, um, like not too long ago, I had went to um a school and I had sat with these young girls in the Bronx, and they had spoke on things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying that you know they that they want to see more things like that because they don't see enough people that look like them. Yep, representation is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like for me, I you know, I always used to say that um, like growing up, like I never really obviously aside from like my mom. Mm-hmm. I never saw anybody that like I wanted to be like it was always like the person that I don't want to be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think it's important that like you have the positive and not you know the negative mm-hmm. yeah of yeah yeah definitely yeah I think that's why I love so much like the campaigns that you guys do for Envision Fest mm-hmm. because you do there's so much diversity in your campaigns mm-hmm. like from you know women and girls like all walks of life mm-hmm. like you know with race and ethnicity and color and like everything mm-hmm. you know I think it's really special that Envision Fest really really like caters to that and they make it a point yeah. to show that you know they are diverse and not just with like young women but also inclusive to like men and like young men yeah because when we were there there were so many guys too yeah. there was like quite yeah. a handful of guys and I was that like was that was really cool <laughs> yeah supporting yeah. yeah well I mean we had like a couple guys were like can I go we're like yeah of course like mm-hmm. support and I, you know I think you know along you know down the road we are going to open it up to all um, you know I think just within this climate you know we really want to focus on like young girls and making sure that we can continue to drive the message and be a part of that like cultural shift mm-hmm. um, you know the leadership we were just talking about this earlier I think why Envision Fest is so important to us is you know myself Laura you know Sharifa like we're not the mold mm-hmm. you know what I mean like Sharifa you know has always wanted to be in fashion you know what yeah. I mean she doesn't fit that like regular mold of like what's put out there in like magazines right. you know yeah. um, Laura with being on the radio you know it's dominated by men mm-hmm. you know so Absolutely. I think that's like really important to put out there I think it's passionate to us from a very personal level so this is you know Vision Fest really just becomes an extension of us and it's something that we didn't really have Mm-hmm. You know, so, how, you know, as you start to get older, you're like, well, how can I, right, like, give something to this, you know, generation that I didn't have so that we yeah. can make, you know, you always think about, like, leaving your mark or making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say I've never been to a festival like yeah. Envision Fest. Thank you. And I love how authentic it feels. Right. You know, a lot yeah. of people try to tap into, you know, having, you know, I de- you know, a very diverse like company but it just doesn't come it comes off force. yeah like you're trying mm-hmm. hard yeah like you know trying so hard like you're picking girls and like, right yeah, yeah. Or they hire like someone specific right. to bring in diversity but then it's just that one person trying to do the work <laughs> yeah when yeah. they don't have a team yeah I yeah. think that's really important is like speaking to the audience because you know where they're coming from not because yes. you think you know mm-hmm. you know and I think another thing that we do is um, we do focus groups with our ambassadors um, that is either come to the events or you know is within like our, our target demographic and we're like hey are we on point because I you know I'm in like my early 30s and I could be speaking about what Gen Z wants but I don't really know this is what I think yeah. you know and it and it's, it's actually really shocking
shocking because, you know, we had done a, like, you know, we're starting to do programming for 2019. And when we had our focus group, you know, there were some things we were on point on and some things we weren't. And so I think that's really important, too, because a lot of the times, you know, with different brands or, you know, whatever the case may be, what we what we saw a lot, it was like, OK, this is who we're targeting, who we're speaking to. But it was coming from like their own perspective and not really asking, mm-hmm. you know, and really finding out from that market, mm-hmm. you know, what they really wanted. And so those things are shocking. Like we found, you know, like that young girls are super stressed out, you know, between balancing school, work, their social life, and then, of course, like student debt. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Climate change, like all this stuff, yeah. that, you know? Politics. Exactly. Like so much. Oh, politics now, especially. Yeah. 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 It's just like another thing that's it's like really so tense. heavy on young girls when I feel like yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't, wasn't it? No. Yeah, politics totally didn't affect me mm-hmm. when no. I was that age, like a teenager or even a, you know, a 20 year old. Yeah. I um, remember talking to this um, young lady when we were doing some um, talks at schools and she knew so much more about politics than I did. And I was like, I was not <laughs> yeah we the same as, I, was yeah. Like, I was not that involved in politics and, and and again maybe because not maybe but because it affects them a lot more you know and I, she was so intelligent and like what she wanted to do and like who was in office and like the laws and i was like geez like <laughs> yeah exactly i was like i didn't know all that you know yeah. at that age but right. again there's certain things that's happening right now that's really affecting them that we didn't really have to worry about yeah so yeah yeah so um as far as a vision fest goes like like what is your focus on like what do you like like what is your part Mm -hmm. in like from the beginning to end in the whole thing the whole process oh that's a lot um my part let's see I think for the most part I think it is interacting with brands and engaging brands that have the same message and want to do something you know within like this same um within the same realm Mm -hmm. right so brand alignment is really important authenticity is really important so making sure that we deliver the brands that believe in the same thing as us Mm -hmm. um you know there was a brand that we're working with that you know came in last minute and and um bust in some kids and sponsored kids to come to envision fest and you know in speaking with them this year we really have like a lot of brand alignments and and we we believe in like the same things Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes like a really great partnership yeah and it's not forced it's not like i'm trying to you know get you to be like me or like i'm trying to get you know i'm trying to make things fit Mm -hmm. when we already have like the same focus it's like dating in a way you know what i mean except you know just by just making sure that the brand alignments are there and making sure that again you guys it's it's like a, a natural partnership um for lack of a better word um because it's something that you guys both believe in rather than like you forcing it and trying to make something fit that doesn't because you know sometimes you go to certain events or see certain things and you're like how does that work and then you know you in marketing is all about like trying to reframe things and you're like that was a stretch you know (laughs) but you know and then there are things that 
really makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's when people are blown away. You're like, oh, this was this was an awesome partnership, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're really trying to do is like making sure that we're working with the people that are in line with us and, and are really doing what we believe in and believe in what we believe in. Mm-hmm. This time around, do you feel like you had more people like reach out to you or was this, it was like kind of like equal? Um, no, we definitely have a lot more people reaching out to us. Um, I think, you know, and just to keep in mind, we did this in three months. I know. I mean, looking back at it now, considering we have a little bit more time, it's just like, I have no idea how we did this. Yeah. You'd be surprised what you can do when you actually, you know what I mean? When you do it. Were you, was everyone like nervous on the first day? Like, uh, oh, when it happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, part, I mean, speaking just for me, I think it was part nervous, but I think it was just more of like, um, you had to do so much, you know what I mean? Like just being busy and just making sure everything was right. You know, that we didn't have as much time to figure out like, okay, are people like be, we didn't have much time to be nervous. It was just more so making sure everything was on point. Getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as possible. Three months. Wow. That that was crazy. That was crazy. I would have never known. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I cried. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) It was was insane. Don't recommend it to anybody, but you know, we did it. Yeah. You know, and then I think uh, now I think it's great because we were able to see what people responded to mm-hmm. and, you know, people love the concept. And again, now with more time, it's about being very intentional about each and every person that we work with and, and the message that we're putting out. So mm-hmm. that's what makes it, you know, a lot better like this time around. We can really like curate things, um, you know, to, to really like fit our message and, and really discover who we are. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like with with um, starting anything, whether it's a product, business, whatever, like you're really building your brand and you're building, I guess, somewhat of a person out like a person, right? Because you're like getting to know who yeah. you are. Like we have these conversations, you know, in our meetings, and it's like who who are we, you know? Yeah. And you're talking, you're you're personifying it, right? Um, so that's interesting. And then like as we continue to to grow and evolve, you know, we become something different. Some, you know, in our first conversations on who we thought we were that really changed once the event happened and then once we also got the feedback you know from our target market and then as we grow too and as we start to see how how much we could do and how much this could evolve mm-hmm. you know we start to change as well and that's yeah. I think that kind of goes back to like not being rigid you know yeah. and knowing like learning how to evolve I mean all great brands you know do it so yeah. it's it's being flexible and, and having a plan but again making sure you make room for those for those curveballs and changes yeah Along the way. Yeah. I'm really excited for this year. I know, me too. Me too. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Nervous, excited, <laughs> all of that. Anxious. Yeah. All the feelings. I know. <laughs> Putting it together. I mean, the events industry is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. It moves so fast. So I, yeah. I mean, I've been doing like the events industry like for a while. And it's so funny. Like, I've always wanted to be in like, what is like Mercedes Benz Fashion Week and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, people don't understand like the work it yeah. takes to bring that to life. Something to 
like yeah. to only be like on for one day and yeah. torn down and like yeah. like it's just so fast. I mean, even when like I go to the shows, like because I work where I, I work at a multi line showroom, so I go to the Cabana show mm-hmm. and I used to go to the Liberty Fair show all the time. That's mm-hmm. how I know Sharifa. So going to these shows and then waiting for my boxes and everything so I can pack up my stuff and pack up my booth and go, I will see them break down and I'm like, it takes them, I don't know how many days, mm-hmm. like maybe three days probably to put the show together, all the booths, all the, like, the furniture, the fixtures, yep. everything, making sure everything's right. And it gets broken down in just a few hours. Yep. Torn, just like, like, like that. The blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah, they come exactly. in with their and they're like, I'm like, oh man, look at all this work that you. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? Like for me, it's the one industry that like, well, I mean, maybe not one. There's a couple, but like, you get to see all of your hard work. You yes. know, like come yes. to life, right? Yeah. I mean, I think also too, like when you're a designer, that happens or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you get to see all the partnerships that you've worked on, all the like concepts that were just on paper like it comes to life you know and then you get to see in real time how people respond to it you know and like their faces you know like when someone buys something online or whatever you don't really get to see like your customers like here you get to see the attendees you get to see them cry I've seen some crying you know what I mean all of these things so that's that's what's really rewarding to me and it makes it worth it you know it makes all the strife worth it but yeah I mean in the planning process and all of that stuff it's it's hard yeah <laughs> and then it's, it's like hard you finally see the light in the tunnel yes yes because sometimes I'm like what are we doing uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm sure it's long meetings and oh, yeah. like late nights yeah it's not easy yeah oh yeah. yeah and like getting the team together I mean there's so much that's involved there's so many moving parts all moving at the same time mm-hmm. gotta make sure they're all moving in the right direction yeah you know right. so yeah and like, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But again, I think the reward is <clears throat> seeing it all come to life. And I think from just like an audience standpoint, you know, getting the response from, you know, the girls who who this affects. Yeah. Right. I know um, one of my interns I was working with, you know, she and it's it's so crazy. She's, you know, started to tear up and was like, hey, I, I never thought that, you know, I love working or interning at Envision Fest, um, and I never thought that I could do anything well in life, or that I was ever going to do wow. anything. And you know, you really, you know, when I, because I had her present to the team, and you know, she did really, really well. Um, you know, she was like, I. It was the first time in my life that I felt that I could accomplish things. Oh, and wow. you know, she was crying, and then I started yeah. crying. So just happy. <laughs> I was like, don't cry, because I'm, I'm hitting you're comforting her and crying at the same time um but that's really rewarding you know I think more than anything because you're making an impact in someone's life and you know if you're creating something that impacts something for multiple lives or even like a generation I think it's all worth it Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean these when looking at it from the outside these things look great and they look beautiful but the amount of work and hustle and you know crazy it takes to do it it's definitely hard nothing worth it 
does that. And I think that definitely goes back to just when I was saying, like, just how authentic it feels, Mm -hmm. and just how, like, you see it, like, Mm -hmm. when, like, you know, seeing the final product and just how well everything was so put together. You wouldn't even think about all of the issues you guys probably had. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I know. I'm sure there's probably like little, even minor issues. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Like, let's say like sound or whatever. Like little things that you have to like run over. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember when we were upstairs. I would see like people that were up there with their walkie-talkies and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they would just like jet downstairs and mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know what's happening but something's going down exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh like I remember first of all whenever you do anything like this wear the right shoes I wore the wrong shoes I think I was like oh let me look like a little cute so let me put on some cute shoes that were too small Oh, no. So totally messed up my feet, first of all. Um, but, yeah, there's, a, and again, with any event, whether it's in, you know, in vision, whether it's, like, your wedding, whatever, right like, up, yeah. something is bound to go wrong the day of. Yeah. You know, as much as you try to plan anything, to, to the T, something mm-hmm. will always throw you off, whether it's rain or whatever. So you yeah. always got to be prepared. So I think that's, like, another thing that, like, keeps you on your feet. You know, you're like, sound's not working. No matter how many times you test the sound. Right. I don't know what goes on. It's All just of a like, sudden. It's yeah. <laughs> like, there's, like, someone just playing, like, an invisible person that just likes to pray, play pranks with you or something. Yeah. Just like, oh, let me just mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something will go wrong with the sound or, you know, like, the projector goes out or whatever it is. Or it's yeah. too loud. Something. Um, but you just, you know, it keeps you on your toes. You just got to know that, you know, it'll get fixed mm-hmm. one way or another. And then a lot of the times, too... I think because we're so in it, we think that everyone sees it, you know? Yeah. So then we get freaked out and yeah. we're just like, oh, I wasn't supposed to happen. But then nobody, no, yeah. people don't notice. People don't notice. You know? like, I didn't even see that happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, people don't really notice. Yeah. So keeping it moving and like. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's also like a metaphor to your life. You know, you think a lot of the times like things happen to you and you're like, oh my God, people are going to say this yeah. and that. And you're like, okay, it's not no. like that big of a deal. Yeah. No. Nobody cares. Right? Yeah, nobody cares. Everyone's yeah. just like into themselves. Totally, yeah. right? I feel that way sometimes in my life where I take like one little thing and I'm like, everybody's going to be whatever. Everyone can see yeah. 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 And you're like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even think about it. Yeah. Right. right. Um, do you think um, like social media like definitely pushed more eyes on Envision Vest with people, mm-hmm. you know, like Instagramming mm-hmm. it and like all that stuff? Yeah, social media definitely helped. I think to the support from everyone here. I think word of mouth. Yeah, more than anything, which is yeah. good you to know? hear because word of mouth is almost like. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some people that weren't able to go, and they're like, "I just saw this," you know, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to go, but they were like, "There's no, there's nothing like really like this. This is dope," you know, mm-hmm. um, you know. So we got a lot of that too. So we're excited to see who comes out this year. But um, social media, I think Laura did a great job, and we got a lot of support from Hot ninety seven yeah. um, to push the word out. But yeah, I think it was just like our internal com- uh, communities that were super supportive. I mean, yeah. I was calling friends from like DC and you know California. I'm like, you better come out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, look your plate. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and again, just like people last minute finding out and like sponsoring kids and, 
yeah, I mean, that 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 really helped yeah. um, us a lot. But I think now more so people are, you know, have their eye, have their eyes on it and, and yeah. want to see how it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. It's going to be good. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah. And a little birdie told me this is going to be two days. Yeah. You're planning it for two days? Two days. Wow. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I think we packed a lot into one day. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the good thing about it is that we had a lot going going on but maybe just like not enough time to experience it all you know because mm-hmm. we were going back and forth because it was our first one we did it in three months yeah <laughs> you know so it's like how much do we really want to stretch ourselves so you know after like our, our po- post-mortem and kind of looking through the day and getting feedback from everyone the feedback was like you guys had a lot of great stuff going on and not enough for one day mm-hmm. you know because we had our panels and then the workshops after the that retail the retail yeah. uh, the concert you know all of that stuff going on and it was just wasn't enough to really soak everything in um so it felt like it was gone in a snap (laughs) um but yeah two days yay (laughs) yeah so definitely working on programming for two days um excited about that yeah definitely and for that too it's also like the importance of networking like the Mm -hmm. like the fact that you guys have created this festival for you know so many like young girls of course and just women in general but then it's like you're putting other people in a space to meet people that they probably Mm. may not come across yeah 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 i mean like long term for us is to see this like homecoming Mm -hmm. except like not to not dedicated to a particular college where all like colleges and even like high school seniors and juniors come and they network i mean they could even represent their own college you know what i mean it Mm -hmm. becomes like a whole envision weekend and they're able to you know gain information or gain inspiration from like panel topics that are relevant to them and then they're able to you know do workshops that can really bring that to life and to have that knowledge be a little bit more tangible Mm -hmm. shop and then also like do the concert so and network more than anything I think you know another thing we were talking about is access you know at the end of the day you know I think opportunities are opportunities are out there but the amount of access you get to those opportunities is very different yeah and, you know, like I said, I I, um, I volunteer at this program called DECA, and it's to judge kids that, you know, want to go into entrepreneurship, uh, marketing, fashion, et cetera. And I judged a school, and well, I was in that program growing up. I judged a school that, you know, they were able to do, you pretty much do presentations or like your whole business pitch to mm-hmm. people who are in that industry, right? And I judged a school Um, you know, that was in my local community versus a school that was in Silicon Valley. And that turned the light bulb on for me for in regards to like how much acts, how much different the access is for those kids versus someone that, you know, that was like me that went to like a regular like public school, you know, I was uh, and even then, right, I got access. There's not people that even have access to that program. So think about that. So, you know, in comparing the two, it was like, okay, I got access to this program that, you know, I learned a couple things and was able to present and it opened my mind to these things. I mean, when I'm speaking to the kids at Silicon Valley, they're giving me presentations that some of some some adults I know can't even give like their business acumen, the adults they're speaking with. And then 
the next piece of it that I was really astonished by is they not only just like leave the program, I mean, they're working on it as a collective. And, you know, what they're presenting on is how to um, how to change. Um, what is it? Uh, how to what to do about like global climate um, change, mm-hmm. um, how to fix financial literacy, you know, um, things like that, like getting laws passed. And then they take these programs. They have like little incubators pretty much. They take these programs and they pass it to the next uh, class. Oh, wow. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then like their schools, I mean, the 16 year old kid had a um, thing he was developing to further education. It was virtual reality. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how did you do this? He was like, oh, I developed the code or whatever. I'm like, at 16 years old? I was like, well, who, who helped you, yeah. you know, develop this other mm-hmm. thing that's, you know, complement to it. And he's just like, oh, so there's this like tech lab at my school. And I'm like, you're kidding. So he's networking within his own school. That's awesome. You know, and then speaking to CEOs, speaking to, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, you know, you compare that to someone who's just like in a regular school. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think at that point it was just, that's when it clicked for me because I only knew of the access I had, you know, and I knew the access people didn't have but I didn't know the access that you know I didn't know that there was something bigger out there I didn't know the level of access like more affluent kids had versus mine you know what I mean you just know like access and no access but you don't know like there's levels to this (laughs) you know what I'm saying I'm like wow so I mean I mean you're set up you know you're primed for success at that point Mm -hmm. so it's just it's really crazy so again you know taking it back to Envision um you know really creating a space for these girls to have access and just open their minds to the possibilities that are out there you know because and and not and not really limiting it to a nine-to-five or an entrepreneur because you could be many things you know and so that's where it opens it up to like different partners who are like in art you know you could be in tech whatever it is so I mean like we you know want to see it as kind of like your orientation to life yeah you know being at that age really expanding your mind to like you know we conversation we even had was like being an immigrant like our parents were more so like you got to be a doctor or a lawyer mm-hmm. that's it you know mm-hmm. when I want to yeah. talk to them about you know and we, we all talk like any yeah. other opportunity and forget yeah. about the creative field no that makes like, no money exactly exactly <laughs> exactly and that and that's an important conversation too mm-hmm. because then it really just boxes you in and then you end up in a career you're not happy with yeah. and yep. you know you just end up miserable or mm-hmm. you know and you're it's, just it's working just not your nine to five yeah. or just you know coasting along and there's nothing wrong with a nine to five you know a lot of people really enjoy yeah and working that's fine. That. yeah but if you're not totally... one of those people it's hard because you become stuck right yeah yeah you become yes. stuck and then you were like become resentful yeah and to... then you like become one of those people that want to help me yeah. <laughs> right yeah you know yeah. absolutely yeah totally agree you're stuck in the trap especially like if it's a a nine to five where you're making decent money oh yes that's i, I think that's like that's the hardest uh, i was definitely you get so there. stagnant and just comfortable yeah because you don't leave that bread i know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean there there's like those expensive well i i think that's just like short term right because it's yeah, like the retail course. therapy you're like but i want to buy these new shoes and right. this new bag and clothes that was me you're gonna have to change your yeah. You have to change your whole lifestyle. That's one of the decisions I had to make, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I could stay in banking. I got this, like, really nice job offer to make, like, this. But long term, do I really see myself? I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to jump out a window. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. You know, I couldn't see myself 
doing it for the rest of my life. I was like, I have to be out. I have to, you know, just be more, you know, connected, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and also like in alignment with like from a creativity standpoint, like yeah. I, I don't draw or anything, but like I like creating a, creating concepts and right. ideas yeah. and, and being in the creative field around like creative people. So I think that's where, you know, that's where it was really hard. But again, like, hey, that other job like made a lot of money, yeah. you know, and then in the creative field too it's it you can really excel and and make a lot of money in the creative field but it's not you really have to like grind Absolutely. you know because you have to work for it exactly you have to work for it Absolutely. you know it's not like a work your way up the ladder move mm-hmm. it's you know? a hustle it's yeah it's a freaking hustle um to to kind of get there it's mm-hmm. getting to know people and going out meeting people yeah. networking more than what developing other, your yeah, tribe absolutely. You know, creating stuff. Yeah, it's a lot it's of different. The creative, like you know, and like those jobs, it's like all who you know. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times yeah. it's who you know. Totally. It's like you have a friend. You're like, oh my god, I have this other friend, and they're great at this. They're great at that. Mm-hmm. That's how you make those connections. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. That's it's what I've a, seen. The, two diff- the difference between the two is like in corporate, it's very lateral. It's like okay, you do this, you get developed those skill sets, and then yeah. you know, like it's for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But in creative or in the creative Creative fields, it definitely takes a lot more hustle because one, it's competitive. Absolutely, and everyone's out there, and someone's always going to be hustling yes. more than you are. And yeah. two, you can't really measure it, mm-hmm. right? Because like you can't measure creativity. Like if a design is going to do well, or if an, you know, like you can't measure that like ahead of time. Yeah. So that makes it a, it's like instinctual almost. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a little bit There's harder. So many levels to creativity. Yep, there really are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I that's it's definitely harder and I feel like being a creative I almost feel like you have to work harder mm-hmm. you have to work so much harder Definitely. than just having a job and a nine-to-five mm-hmm Cause like you said, it that's like that's like something that's like by the books. Yeah, yeah. Creativity, it's you're measured. on your own. Yeah, you got to figure it out yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so then it's always changing too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the times are changing. Like perceptions are changing. Mm-hmm. Like everything, the culture is changing. Mm-hmm. It's you got to keep up with it. It's yeah. hard. Technology alone. Yes, because like, Lord, I'm getting media. old. Yeah, <laughs> can't ask me to figure something out because <laughs> I'm like I don't know. <laughs> I still, I'm like I still can't figure out Google Docs. Oh my God, yeah, you hate Google. I, I, like, I hate it. I literally said this to all of I have no idea how to use this. I have like a love hate relationship with Google Docs. I used I'm to obsessed. hate it. I used to hate it. I was like, why are we working off Google Excel? <laughs> I'm like, let's see. I don't have access to this. She's like, yes, you do. I'm like, show me. <laughs> I've learned how to manage. It's not as bad as I thought it was, but yeah, it's not yeah. my favorite. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. I just love that. Like, I can put everything on there and be like, okay, I put it on there. Go check. Mm-hmm. And then you can like go on there and be like, add your little, you yeah, know, your own little tidbit. But it's- I always get scared. Some person is going to delete it on accident you do yeah i'm like what the, what if this person deletes it or whatever i i get really scared that it's just going to disappear <laughs> i'm like i would i would be that person probably to do something by i don't know what happened to it <laughs> where are all the files yeah. that we were working on I'm like, are you sure you even uploaded this oh my god i would have a mini heart attack oh it's my god like, where's it's all true. this stuff for the festival oh, oh my god imagine no. oh god. i can't yeah i can't oh i would die yeah, no. <laughs> oh my god so when is the um 
kind of, can you can you give us like a little timeline on when the next festival is coming it up? It is going to be in September. Okay. Um, more so to kind of play on like the back to school, you know, as you know, people are going back to school. I think it's just like a time to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to um, have it in. You know, last time, October, I think is like a little late. Okay. Um, and then it's also a little cold. You never know what's going to go on with the rain. Yeah. Um, plus again, like I think it's a good time. Usually like the I, the emotion around back to school is like, oh God. Yeah. You know? So we wanted to make it something a little bit more exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's why we thought of like September and again, like, you know, in in really um, focusing on like college and, and, and older high school students and a little bit of postgrad, just like really um, getting people excited on like the next step in their lives and, and getting them to be excited about like the potential, right? So, I mean, ideally you'd go to Envision and, you know, learn about like all these different fields and then you'd be a little bit more excited to go to school, right? Yeah. And learn about that yeah. or, you know, educate yourself because I mean, with YouTube and all that, I mean, education is yeah. going a whole different place. Yes. Which, which I actually really like, mm-hmm. you know? It gives you more options than yeah, like totally. we necessarily have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think especially with the digital age, you know, like I wasn't I wasn't um I, I had ADD. <laughs> you know? Like I think that and then also like not being like a great test person, you know. I mean I was an honor really? student, but still. Like I didn't yeah. enjoy like sitting in a classroom. I wasn't a good test person either. Yeah. I but I love to learn. I love to learn, but just not in a classroom setting. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I don't like know. To I learn on my own terms. Me too. Same. I'm like I don't like on my telling own pace. me that I have to learn something. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. like when I'm really interested in something, exactly. I'm all in it. I'm like all these books, YouTube, yeah. blah, blah, blah. like you know, I I I um so something I like to do for fun is I, I watch different YouTubes and it's like random information. I watch <laughs> Vox. You know Vox Media? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's like a whole bunch of like random information about history or tech. It's just random. <laughs> <laughs> But like I like to learn, yeah. but again, it's just it just depends on like how you like yeah, to learn. And right. I think again, it, the digital age has really helped us to change that mm-hmm. because in the past it was like you can only learn like this, and then if you were fluent enough to have money, you could do um, you could learn you know from home, yeah. you know, and have like your own tutor or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I think that's it for today. But thank, thank you. you so much for coming and sitting down. This is really cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. No, you did great. Great, great, great. So we're okay. so glad that you came to sit with us thank and you. talk a little bit about yourself and Envision and what's going to be, yes. you know, so we're happening. We're very excited. Today. So we'll definitely, definitely be promoting it and making sure we have more of yeah, our it's definitely followers. that's important that needs to be pushed great yeah 100% behind that thank yeah. you well, I enjoyed being here and looking forward to things we can do together yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again Giselle for coming in why don't you let the people know where they can find you on Instagram social media handles all that yeah <laughs> um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at at Miss Giselle Miss M- S and it's spelled with a J J I Z E L L E and 
please also follow Envision Fest yes. at Envision E N B S N F E S T. Yes, Envision Fest gang, and shout out to the Envision Yay. Fest team. Yes, everybody out there killing it. Okay, I love my team. Yeah, we love them. Love everybody yeah. there. All right, thank you guys. You just listened to another episode of Girls We Know in partnership with Listening Party. The creators of Family FM follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Peace out. Bye.